Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And welcome back to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I got my brother Quentin with me today. No guest with us, just the two of us back in your earbuds as usual. I want to give another shout out to Joel, man. Yes. Uh, that was a blast last week. Yes. I'm so glad he was able to to hop on and gush over that ethan durrell record with us yeah that was a lot of fun so joel thanks again man uh hope we can get you back on here sometime indeed and i'm gonna borrow some of his lines that he used that that i just really liked especially the uh talking about bands that don't don't have their their weapons fully intact after they join a major record label i love that and i'm sure you'll be able to use that line again pretty soon because that happens Uh, all the time yeah (laughs) No doubt. But hey, I don't think you're going to be able to use that line today, dude. Okay. From what I've from what I've read. That's uh, good. So today we're covering Phantom Planet and we're going to cover their 2004 self-titled record. And if that name sounds familiar to you, uh you might remember them from a little show called The OC. They did the theme song to that show. A little song called California, and I think if you were if you were our, in our age group at least during that time, like everybody remembers that song, man. Oh yeah, and so many people watched the OC. So many people watched that show. Yeah, so this is one of those uh, a perfect example of of a band that's that's probably more remembered for for that song than than anything, right? I mean, that happens with a lot of bands, right? They they have a they have a song that gets played on a movie or on a TV show and and that's just what, yeah. what they become synonymous with, right? So I feel like that's the case for these guys. Alex Greenwald, he's the lead singer. Uh, he actually said that uh, one of the things that they asked that they asked for when agreeing to put California on the show is that they did not get credited. Huh. He says because I really do feel like we're a different band now than we were then. So this was from an interview back in. 2004 so they did not want credit they didn't know that so they're they're interesting the band name's not credited in the you know in the credits or... that's pretty fucking smart actually yeah that's a way but... of distancing the band name from the from the song right smart dude, yeah smart. but still dude i mean like you said when you think phantom planet you think california and you yes. think doc he yes. does say i'm proud of that song it represents us in a place in time nearly five years ago why shouldn't people get a chance to hear it well, speaking of getting a chance to hear it, why don't we play it real quick? I think it'll be a great contrast to to the record that we're that we're showcasing today. So I'm gonna play another song from from the same record that California shows up on. 
Okay. Um, because, you know, everyone knows California, and everyone's probably tired of it. Uh, so California is the first track on their album The Guest, which came out in 2002. This is just, I mean, almost a, a perfect pop record. I don't, I don't know if you've listened to it all the way through, but the songs are catchy as fuck. The majority of the songs are love songs, um, you know, really upbeat, happy songs. And I, I loved that record for a long time. I still do, but uh, the album we're covering today, they kind of almost do a 180 in sound. Um, and we'll get into that, into that in a little bit. I'm going to play one of my favorite songs on The Guest. Uh, this one is called Nobody's Fault. Everything is okay, everything is fine I give you everything you ask for, don't be so unkind well, Every time you're mad about every little thing But well, it's too soon to pull out a pull out that wedding ring I'm so ready, I'm not ready This little boy just running right back home I guess it's nobody Never had the time Never knew that working hard was such a crime Well, I thought I could make you happy down the line But I guess it's been over since you heard this heart of mine On your mark, get set, go This little boy is running right back home I guess it's Yeah, I mean, that does sound like the same, like you can tell that's the same album that California was on, you know? Yeah, lots of songs like that. It's got that same quality to it. Yeah, I mean, that almost I had like I love a, it, man. Yeah, it's good. It, but but yeah, when we play the, the songs from the album that we're covering today, like, man, these guys changed quite a bit between yeah. between that and and, uh, and the self-titled record. I mean, big time. Yeah. And that's what, I think that's what makes this record... I mean, I don't know, Q, you're more familiar with them than, than I am. Would you say that the self-titled is um, is more reflective of, of the majority of their catalog, or are they, is it more like the, the latter stuff, or the former? So the guest and their self-titled are the, are the only two of theirs that I know. Okay. I did listen to their very first album, which is called Phantom Planet is Missing, which came out in 1998. Yeah, and they're recreating the Beatles cover, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so a few things happened between the guest and phantom planet for one jason schwartzman left the band yes that jason schwartzman um i think he was a little a little too busy making making movies it's exactly what happened dude he decided that he wanted to focus on that full time alex greenwald and jason schwartzman started this band when they were 13 years old dude wow yeah and schwartzman played their first yeah oh man Okay. He's been, yeah. He, they they started it when they were kids. He knew him before he was a megastar. Yeah. So it is worth noting, Q, that we got to see Mr. Schwartzman behind the kit when we saw these guys live. 
We did. Probably around that we time, saw right? them open for uh, the band that we're going to be covering next week, Flickerstick. That's right. Hey, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Well, spill the beans there. Um, they played their first show back in 94. Most of their friends could not attend because they were still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Schwartzman leaves the band. And, you know, so so this interview, the guy's asking, like, it, it was his... Did his departure have anything to do with the change in sound? And he said, and this is Greenwald speaking, he says, I don't think it really had much to do with it. Most of the songs were written and arranged while Jason was on the road with us. This new sound we all achieved together. He left halfway through recording. So Schwartzman actually pops up on a few of the songs. Um, But then they, they do get a new drummer. So this wasn't a change because of a major record label or anything like that. Uh, Greenwald always wanted to just have a continually evolving sound for the band. He says, I love rock and roll music, like the Beatles that changed with every single record they made. That's been our plan from the get-go. We want our records to be like experiments. Okay, that definitely comes across, man. Yeah, I like what he says here too. He says, he says we want to have fun with the music. People can hear when you're not having fun. I mean, dude, I wonder how many bands where that's the case like they're in the band because it's their career yeah but they've lot they're just not having fun with it anymore so so schwartzman leaves the band to focus on his acting career he was actually in uh so his first movie was rushmore that the wes anderson film that was back in 98 so he he landed rushmore while in phantom planet so this self-titled record is way heavier and way darker the lyrics are most of them i think he it sounds to me like greenwald and i I couldn't find for sure if this is what the majority of the songs are about but it sounds like greenwald got dumped or something uh he's just really upset with someone and he's kind of just letting it all out with his pen and paper with these lyrics dude because yeah he's i mean some of the lyrics are pretty fucking brutal um, so it's a lot more garagey, you know, at times. I think a lo- and a lot of the songs sound a little bit strokesy, especially his mm. voice in a lot of these. Yeah. So I latched onto this album, dude, and I was just obsessed with it when it came. Yeah, out. I remember it was. Um, yeah, everything about it is just cool. Like the the album art is really cool, you know. Like you said, the just the experimental quality of it too. Yeah. So I bought the CD. I know for sure I bought it at CD Addict. CD Addict. Yeah. Man, we just keep name dropping that store, don't we? I know, dude. Yeah, we sure do. Uh-huh. Don't spill beans, brother. <laughs> don't spill beans. <laughs> uh, and the CD cover, like, you open it up and there's a little booklet of, of see-through stickers, kind of like window decals. So if you look at the album cover, it's kind of super chaotic. It looks like just a bunch of random doodles on it. Uh, so you could basically you basically create the album art yourself because it's you know decal type stickers that you can see through them. Yeah. So you just kind of build it yourself. Man, it's I feel cool. like I feel like record labels don't do that kind of stuff anymore. You know, with the rise of of streaming, record labels probably just don't put that much effort into the physical CD anymore. You know, because why C- why bother? Yeah. yeah, I mean maybe maybe CDs, but you know, there's some pretty damn cool uh, record releases like packaging and stuff with with actual records oh yeah sure no you're right it's kind of shifted yeah uh you know i mean you and i are the same like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna buy 
if I'm going to buy a physical piece of music, it's going to be a vinyl record over the CD. Yeah. Nowadays, obviously. All right. So I want to play the last three songs on the record. Um, I think it's a good representation of, of the sound for one. And I think the flow from one to the next is awesome. I'm not going to do the thing where I, where I play the transition, but uh, these three are my favorites on the record. So we're going to start with track nine. This song is called Jabberjaw. That's a solid track, man. Fuck. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, that's dude. fucking great. So, um, yeah, man. I love the. Uh, <laughs> I love his aggression, man. Yes. I mean, he's uh, pissed, dude. You can hear it. Exactly. Let's just be happy that all these rock stars 
get into these relationships that end because then they just write this this great great stuff and then you you feel that that anger and emotion come across in the in the performance yeah dude uh so here's the thing about this one though it is not about a relationship well what's it about then uh and jabberjaw says there are references to this one girl and that's what this song is about. She wouldn't stop complaining about how a guest spot on a TV show was going to ruin her career and how she didn't want to turn out like me. Credibility ruined by being in a Gap commercial. It infuriated me, and I drove home livid and wrote an angry song about it. What a weird fucking subject know, for a dude. song. Well, I know, and that's like, dude, get over it, man. Sometimes it's better not to know what a song is about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I just thought that was funny, dude, because... It is funny. Yeah, so Greenwald actually was also an aspiring actor, and he makes his way onto a Gap commercial, and so some girl was complaining, you know, worried about being on a TV show ruining her career or something, and she, like, references him when she's talking about it. (laughs) So he's on a Gap commercial, and his former drummer is on Wes Anderson Films. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right that's funny uh yeah i kind of wish i, I kind of wish that we saw this tour you know what i mean oh yeah me too not that not that um the stuff they were doing on the previous record was was bad it was just it was just so different it was a whole different sound and i much prefer this sound over, over their former sound but um there's some pretty yeah. great um Heavy moments in the guest too. It's not all just happy love love songs. Dude. That's true. That's true. One of my favorite songs of theirs is "Turn Smile Shift Repeat." Remember that one, dude? Yeah, and that had some that had some experimental quality to it as well. Yeah, it had kind of a Radiohead quality to it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the aggression in that in that last song that we just played is is, is what makes it enjoyable. The oh, yeah. uh, the impassioned, you know, what's the word? I'm like, punctuations. Q. Oh, I like that. You like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of reminding me of of you know, how we talked about I don't remember his name, but the the lead singer for Me Without You, right? How he would just end a verse in sort of this quickened like you could feel the 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 uh, the anxiety and like the aggression building toward the end of the verse, right? Aaron Weiss, if I remember correctly, Aaron Weiss. Yeah, I always appreciate that in a in a vocal performance. Same because you know you're you're accentuating the the lyrics the the vibe you know the the whatever feeling you're trying to get across you know i appreciate that totally all right let's jump to the next track so this one might be the tamest song on the record i mean it kind of sounds a little bit more like stuff from the guest i fucking love this song so much dude all right so this one is called after hours Looks can be deceived. 
Another great track. That guy can write a song. And very, very different than the one that we just played. Right. I think this is kind of what you're talking about with the strokes a little bit. Yep. Just that garage rock sound. Just that kind of lazy. Yeah. It's the lazy vocal delivery. But that was the, uh, it, and it's really, it's, I think it's the vocals more so than, than, than anything else. Cause I don't think, I don't think the rest of the, the, the music really has a, a strokes vibe to it, but I think no. his, his vocals just have that, 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 that sound from that, from that time, man, all those garage, garage rock bands, the post-punk bands from that era that you and I were obsessed with. It definitely feels like he's, he's coming to his voice once this album. Oh yeah, dude. You know, he uses it so effectively between each song in, in, in different ways between each song, you know? Yeah. And I love the harmonizing in this track. Oh, me too, dude. The way that it crescendos a little bit, if that's even the right word. But you know what I'm talking about. And then toward the end, dude, uh, you started to fade it out, but that, that almost had like a Talking Heads kind of nod to it. At least that's what I heard. The way that they were kind of... Oh, at the very end there? The hot, hot nights can I can turn everything sour. That, just as you were fading the track out, that the way that that was coming across sounded like talking heads to me. So yeah, these guys are awesome, man. Yeah. What a killer record, dude. Yeah, I remember when we when we agreed to to cover this, I guess what, a couple months back or whatever, when we laid out our roadmap for No Filler Goes Back to School. I played the record from start to finish for the first time in years, and my God, dude, it... And we're only playing three tracks. Like, it is such a killer record. Yeah. And we got one track left, right, Kim? One more track. This might be my favorite one, dude. But I want to mention something here. If you... Now, I don't know about other streaming services, but if you play this on Spotify, you're going to miss out on a super intense, really awesome track. For some reason, it you can't play it. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. It's called You're Not Welcome Here. Let's just play some of it, man. I wonder if it, because uh, I remember for the longest time you could not find, um, I think it was Kid Charlemagne on Steely, on, uh, Steely Dan. Kid Charlemagne was not available on on uh, on Spotify. So I, I think it's one of those like license, weird licensing thing or something like that. Or So I wonder if we're about to get a knock on the door cue from the FBI or something like that. Oh, you think it's finally going to happen, huh? Maybe. If we play this track <laughs> right here, you never know what's going to happen. Well, I'm doing it, man. So. Okay. Here we go. So again, this song is called You're Not Welcome Here. And uh, get ready, man. You're about to get your face melted. I'm ready.
fucking awesome, man. Yeah, man. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, that, imagine seeing that live, dude. Right? Just imagine it for a second. He's fucking, he's really pissed off, man. Yeah. Really and, and pissed. The, right, and that's it's like the, uh, the instruments are the outburst, I guess. Yeah. The anger or whatever, because like it's just with the with the super quiet to just chaos. Yeah, yeah it's great. I like that. Uh, yeah, I like the you know during the really the quiet, if you want to call it that part, throughout the the verses when it's literally just a a bass drum and one piano key. You know, or maybe it's a chord, yeah. but you know, really simple. Uh, I just want to read the lyrics here. Upon the hour of your ar- arrival. I will draw the line. You take your side of the city. Don't step foot on mine. Yeah. He's like, you, you don't even fucking show your face around here, dude. It's like, you stay on that side. Don't you dare come over here. Yeah, that's awesome. You told me when we met, I told you when we left that we're through. We're through. So I thought you knew. You disappeared. Now you're not welcome here. My favorite line, right as I was fading it out, the second verse when he says, Across the park we used to walk through, keep that for yourself. Like, you can keep that memory. You can keep that park. I'm never going back there again. Yeah, that's awesome. Another, just another classic breakup track. But you know what, dude? Hey, maybe he was also an asshole, you know? Very likely. Maybe it was just a shitty relationship on both sides. Yeah, that's right, man. We always, we always hear one side, don't we? When we, when we analyze lyrics. Yeah. Unless it's an emo song, and then they are blaming themselves for it, right? Because that's oh yeah. Go back and listen to our Emory episode. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're an emo songwriter, you're the failure, right? <laughs> if you're not, well, then obviously it's the other person's fault, you know. Yep. All right, we got two clips for the last song we're gonna play. This might be my favorite on the record. It is the closing track. This song is called "The Meantime."
This could be one of the best records from that decade. <laughs> in this genre, at least. In this genre. Because like it is so it is so uh it surprises you every time, man, like how good this record is. I wish we could play the whole album, dude. Man. But yeah, like when you think about if you were to put this type of music into garage rock, whatever, post punk from that era. Yeah. You know, we've talked about obviously the strokes, Interpol. You've got bands like the Hives. The Hives, you know? yeah. Uh, even uh, like totally different kind of energy. But the Walkman. Yeah. The all that you know, fill in the blank, the name or whatever. Right. This the music that we play today to me is in its own like it stands out compared to the rest of that stuff. Like these guys did a really good job like blending a lot of different like borrowing from a lot of different sounds, but still framing it in 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 the the garage like through the garage rock post punk lens you know what i mean well and i think a lot of this has to do with the recording the recording is awesome i wish we had joel on here so you could school us a little bit more on yeah you know because like they really capture that energy in the dude i want to mention it before i forget but the the bass line in this track is killer dude i love that bass oh yeah also i wanted to ask you since you're a drummer is the drummer on this record better than swordsman I think so. Different styles, though. Um, I mean, totally different I, you styles. Know, I guess he, you know, he found his other true calling. You know, yeah, totally. All right, so let's play the last clip, dude. This is uh, gonna finish up the song. Uh, again, this is the meantime. That's how you finish, finish a record, record dude. <laughs> <laughs> we just said the same sentence. We sure did. With a slight change in one of the words. Twins podding together. But yeah, that's that, that is that is how you finish a record, man. Yeah, dude. I like how uh the very end they're going like, oh you can hear them in the background doing that. Yeah. It's fucking cool. So yeah, that's Phantom Planets self-titled from 2004. You know what, dude? I think whenever I feel like when a band releases a self-titled debut record, that's them being like, here we are, world, like this is us, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. It seems like when a when a a band puts out a self-titled record as their second or third, it's almost yeah, it's like a reinvention, you know what I mean? Or like a Absolutely. This is what we this is who we actually are. You know what I mean? Like we've 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 reached the sound or whatever the fully realized version of ourselves, you know what I mean? That happened with uh Mr. Twin's sister. Of course they changed their name. So yeah. it kind of they slightly changed their name, right? They went from Twin Sister to Mr. Twin Sister. And and Blink-182's self-titled. That was their third yeah, record. Yeah, exactly, dude. Blink-182's self-titled record as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think that's obviously the case here. I mean, like this record is so good, you know. Yeah. So yeah, go back and yep. listen to it um if we haven't convinced you already. Um this is a must to listen through uh from start to finish. So I want to read one more thing here. Um, Greenwald knows what he's doing, dude, as, as, uh, a leader of a band. So another question's asked, you know, kind of about the change in sound and everything. He says, didn't you worry that you'd alienate your old fans? And he says, we keep a very close relationship with the people who listen to our music. I hate using the words fans because that's short for fanatic. And that makes me sick. Being in a band and having an audience is like a relationship. And if you have a bad relationship, you're not going to last. There's got to be communication and there's got to be growth or else people get bored of one another in a relationship. And he says, I'm just hoping that people who like the old stuff will like the new stuff because they've grown up too, as much as we have. Uh, we're big we're big Radiohead fans and they've changed constantly through their career. Yeah. He's totally right. That's dude. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- that is interesting because we've had conversations about bands that we loved and then very quickly stopped loving kings of leon is the big one that we always talk about and yeah you have to you have to grow with the band just like what he's referencing like you with friends and like if you're in a relationship and stuff like you have to grow with the person otherwise you're gonna and it drift apart yeah and that only works with communication right so i guess he's mean you know i guess he, he means that with whatever fan base, you know, message boards, or whatever, I'm sure they kept him in the loop, you know, the whole time. Like, hey, we're working on a new album. It's going to be a little bit different. Hope you like, you know, like, yeah, it's not, it wasn't a surprise to anyone is what it sounds like he's saying. I, bet, I mean, I bet you there are a lot of people that that were all all about the the, the California sound that they had right. and just probably weren't feeling this one very much, you know, but, you know, it happens to each his own. Yeah, it happens. Well, all right, dude. Um, Want to jump into our What Your Hurts? Yes, let's do it. But yeah, Q, uh, like you said, let's just tee up next week. Uh, we saw these guys open for a band called Flickerstick, uh, which if you're familiar with the VH1 show Bands on the Run that came out, I don't know the date right now, but I will next week. I think it was 2001. 2001. These were the guys that were that were crowned uh, the champions of the bands on the run reality show. We were obsessed with that show, dude. It's safe to say uh, that, that, yeah, this was this was the first band that we felt any type of like ownership of. I feel like you know where we were like, yeah, I agree. This is our band. You know what I mean, and, because, dude. And we were rooting for them to win. That was the best, best yes, part about it. And they and they did win. Yeah, and it was great. And they were from. Of course, here's the thing. They're from Dallas, right? So we had even more of a connection to them from that. Yeah, we've seen them. A handful of times we saw, we caught their their farewell tour. So yeah, big fans of these guys. That's that's going to close our um, it's going to close our 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 back to school 
batch of episodes. Um, at least maybe it will, maybe it won't. Q. I'm not going to say anything else. But uh, yeah, so that's next week. And um, Phantom Planet opened for Flickerstick, uh, one of the shows that we caught. And that's how we returned on a Flickerstick. Oh, I'm sorry. That's how we returned on a Phantom Planet. Um, yeah, anyway. We saw a little, little Jason Schwartzman behind the kit. <laughs> little, little Schwartzman drumming away. You know, probably probably saying to himself, oh, I'm not going to have to do this for very much longer. He's like, man, I wonder what, I wonder if I'll get to be on another Wes Anderson film. He's like, I'm... I'm f- I, my name is fucking Rushmore. I'm changing my name <laughs> to Rushmore. All right. Um, so yeah, I'll go first for the What You Heard segment here. So if you don't know, this is our weekly segment where we both bring an artist and a song to the table that, uh, that we listened to uh, since we last potted. So it's just another way to, to, to bring... Bring more music to the table. That's what it's all about. So um, I've got a an artist that I don't know all that much about, but they are called the Spirit of the Beehive. They are kind of along the same vein as um, quite a bit of, of artists that I've that I've brought to the table for what you heard over the years. Um, Horse Jumper of Love is one of the the bands that I brought. Ooh, I, dude, I keep going back to that stuff. I really like them. Yeah, and even the artists that I that a um, couple of weeks back, um, Gleamer, they're all in the same camp. These guys are way more um, eccentric uh, than that. But um, anyway, I'm gonna play a song off of their 2018 record called Hypnic Jerks, and this is actually the title track to the record so here we go this is hypnic jerks hip i'm oh, sorry this is hypnic jerks oh my god dude <laughs> <laughs> this is hypnic jerks by the spirit of the beehive
Damn, dude. I fucking love that. Yeah, I did. Um, that takes a lot of very interesting turns. Yeah, so um, Q, did you think of parquet courts a little parquet bit? Parquet courts? Oh, maybe a little bit in his in, vocal in be- delivery. In the beginning, yeah. Or at least, uh, yeah, if we want to just credit, I guess, Andrew Savage, the lead singer of parquet courts. Um, that's what I was reminded of, at least in the, in, the, in the verse. But yeah, like you said, it has a lot of different changes that happen to it that kind of take it in interesting directions. I really like the drum beat, they're, too. They're, yeah, good stuff. I mean, that's just one of those, like, I would fucking love to see, to catch a house show. You know those guys did house shows in college. They probably still do. Yeah. That's that's one of those those shows that you would just stumble into a house somewhere and just see these guys playing and be like, man, that's fucking great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was called Spirit of the Beehive. Those guys are from Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia. Or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, whichever, however you want to say that, you know. I guess usually you say the city before the state, but whatever. Here we are. All right, Q, what do you got? What do you got for us? All right, man. I'm bringing another band that reached out to us and sent us an email. Oh, man. Um, yeah, dude. And it's good stuff, man. I, I like it when I like it when the band is actually really good. We would pretend that like we never got the email. They were bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> these guys are called Arms of Tripoli, and they are from... Los Angeles, California. It's a four-piece. It is instrumental, math rock kind of stuff. I'm all about it. Kind of reminds me of um, "Do Make Say Think," but maybe not okay. as ambient. You got me fucking excited right now. <laughs> well, so here's the deal about this. Now, you know, as as all good instrumental math rock bands, you know, as all good songs in that category should be, they're all pretty long and they they you know take you places. So, um, this dude, this is a, a slow burner. This is an album that if you've got a long ass stretch of open road, put it on and hopefully you can drive off into the sunset. Um, it's great. This is an album that's not even out yet. It comes out on July 24th. Dude, and... so we're, we're, we got sneak peeks here. Yeah, we're getting Although sneaks. it looks like you can listen to it on Bandcamp from start to finish. So it's just us, dude. It's just for us. Just for us and our listeners, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, keep in mind, these songs kind of change throughout throughout the course of the song. Definitely worth listening to all the way through. I'm just going to play a little bit of the opening track. Uh, so again, this band is called Arms of Tripoli. The album is called One Way Plastic. This song is called Edwards Edward.
I love it. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I would, I would call them almost a, um, like that's the intro to a doom metal song right there. Yeah, I thought that too. Right when, right when I when I heard it for the first time, uh, of more uh, of a more like psychedelic doom doom rock band or something like that. Doom metal. Every song's a little bit different, man. And you actually, this was when the mics were off, you, but you played me a little bit of um, of nude Hawaii, which is track four on the record. It had a totally different vibe to it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, you could tell this is one of those records that is going to take you places, you know. Yes, and that's why I recommend uh, Long Stretch of Highway, in the, you know, with at dusk. Yes. It's a perfect record for that. Well, that's what I like to call, um, you know, when I sit down to start start coding something, Q, I like to call it a Long Stretch of Highway. So I'm going to push play on this tomorrow. Hell yeah. I really like track two as well. They're all really good. Um, the last track, Lander, is over 11 minutes long. So Journey. Anyways. Yeah. So again, that's a band called Arms of Tripoli. This album is going to be coming out July 24th. So we have a What You Heard Spotify playlist. We haven't mentioned that in a few weeks. I can't even add this song on there yet because it's not even going to be, it's not going to be on Spotify until its release date. So again, that album's called One Way Plastic. It will be out next week, I think. Week and a half, July twenty fourth. <laughs> nice. Wait, when does this air? <laughs> uh, this airs on the twentieth. Okay, four days later. So yeah, dude, that's it. Let's wrap this puppy up. So yeah, like I said earlier, next week we are talking about Flickerstick, the band that 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 was supposed to skyrocket into popularity and, and stardom after after winning. VH1's reality show, Bands on the Run. But, uh, you know, it just never worked out for these guys. Um, and we'll talk about that. We'll get into it next week. But these guys were a band that could not capture their live performance on a record. They were great live. Great band live. Yes. They were amazing live. And you just you couldn't get that off the record. And I love the record. The, the album is called Welcoming Home, The Astronauts. We're going to talk about that next week. But uh, until then, you can check us out on our website, nofillerpodcast.com, where you can find all of our show notes for every episode in our catalog. Uh, that includes a track list where we list off every song that was played on the episode, including the What You Heard's intros, outros. And uh, you can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network as well. It's pantheonpods.com. Head over there to find a lot of other great music podcasts. Um, we have a lot, a lot of shows on that network, man, and we keep growing. So there's something for everybody. Uh, there was a punk rock podcast that was just added. Um, what were they called, man? I just I sent you the cover art cue a couple of days ago. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. The Punk Tree. That's what they're called. The Punk Tree. Brand new to the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's a podcast, Q, that's devoted to what we've been talking about the last few weeks, which is, as they put it, they follow the branches of punk rock from hardcore to emo and screamo to indie rock. That sounds like our wheelhouse right there, dude. Yeah, dude. When we, uh, If we ever circle back to these kinds of records, we should try and get them on. That's right. There you go. There's a, there's a shout out to the Punk Tree Podcast. Welcome to the Pantheon Podcast Network. 
All right, Q. Um, that's it. That's us. That's you and me. This is our show. No filler. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Oh, but before... Hey, dude. You know what? Before we go, I, I we can't do a Phantom Planet show without playing California. You know? All right. All right. Fine. So, so we're going to outro us out with Phantom Planet's beloved song uh, popularized by the TV show The OC. I guess we just, we had to do it. There was no other we way. We have to, dude. Yeah. I, it's been, in my, it's been in, my, in my damn head since we started. Yeah. All right. not, re- not really. Not really. But all right. So that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, as always, for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. Driving in the sun, looking out for number one. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Well, hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton. Driving down the 101. California, here we come, right back where we started from. California. Nothing's gonna stop me now California, here we come Right back where we started from A pedal to the floor, thinking of the war Gotta get us to the show California, here we come Right back where we started from California It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.